This episode of the OCPHA podcast was recorded in September 2020. Hey everyone, this is uh, Tony Dow with the OCPHA podcast and welcome. We're going to be here and we're going to be talking with Dr. Paidea Lee of Quinn's Pharmacy uh, in regards to like how she's doing with the whole COVID pandemic right now and things that uh, pharmacists are doing uh, to provide more services for the patient. So uh, thank you again for being on the podcast, Paidea. How are you doing today? Doing well, Tony. Thanks for having me again. Glad to be here. Awesome. Awesome. So, uh, you know, just to, uh, I guess, remind the listeners who you are, if they haven't heard of you on the previous podcast yet, uh, can you kind of remind them that who you are and what pharmacy you run and how long has it been? Sure. Um, so my name is Paidea Lee. I am one of the co-owners along with my business partner, Susie Jen, and we opened uh, Quinn's Apothecary Pharmacy in Huntington Beach actually four years ago as a startup pharmacy, uh, independently owned. And... Um, uh, I've been part of OCPHA uh, since my first year in pharmacy school, and um, I've been a past president for OCPHA as well, and yeah, I'm really glad to be here and kind of sharing what we've been experiencing uh, during this pandemic with you. Great, great. So, you know, it's a, for me, it's like a little bit different because I work in informatics and I'm at a hospital. So I don't really know a lot about like what's going on on the community side. And that's why I kind of lean to you and other uh, colleagues who work in the community to tell me that. So um, I guess for you, like since the, the pandemic started or not not since it started, but more of like when it became uh, more widespread in the U.S., like around like I say March or so. Uh, how has that kind of changed how your pharmacy services have been provided to your local community? I mean, so much has happened since March. We've had not only the pandemic, but a uh, threat of riots and just especially in the you know early stages of uh, COVID-19 occurring in early March, there was not a lot of information coming out. You know, since day one, uh, the safety of our patients and my staff have been the priority. We uh, adapted to the different changes, and I was very fortunate enough to lean on some other of my colleagues who are also independent pharmacy owners asking what they were doing. So we were really working together and trying to figure out a plan to keep our patients and our staff safe. We put a plexiglass within the first week of everything starting, and even when we had heavy rain, some things had to change as well. Um, and so I was really fortunate for, you know, to have a lot of help in doing so. Um, probably the number one thing that has really changed about uh, our practice is not seeing our patients as often or almost not at all. So we have had to increase a lot of our delivery uh, services. And I would say that, so Quinn's Pharmacy also provides a lot of different, a lot of services such as the vaccinations, TB tests, uh, birth control without a prescription, uh, birth control without a prescription. And fortunately, we haven't stopped any of those services despite the pandemic. Um, in the beginning, we had to put a little pause because we were not able to get enough PPE, so face masks were in shortage and um, because we had not purchased that from our wholesalers in the past, we weren't able to get that moving forward. So we were trying to be really diligent about um, protecting, you know, ourselves and with still not and still not pausing on any of the services just because, you know, COVID-19 was there doesn't mean that any other disease states were not happening. So we definitely did not want, we wanted to make sure that other services were allowed to happen 
I would say birth control without a prescription has been um, definitely a godsend to a lot of our patients, and we were really happy to be able to provide that because a lot of patients, you know, they weren't hearing back from their primary care providers about refills. Um, they couldn't get in to see an appointment. I think a lot of physician offices were also trying to adapt really quickly about working from home and setting up telecommunication with their setup. So uh, that was definitely a lifeline for our patients. And we were really, really, you know, it made us feel great to be able to provide that service and already have that in place um, for those patients. So you you do mention like a lot of these services and, you know, from the independent pharmacy standpoint, you know, like for me, right, like when I go to a pharmacy, like an independent pharmacy, I like it because I have a closer relationship with uh, the people who work there. And, you know, in the in the time of this pandemic, of course, you mentioned that patients aren't seen as often. And um, I guess how do you maintain that? kind of connection? Do you like increase your, I guess, do you increase your calls or telephone consults or things like that to the patients? Yeah, I would say that uh, we, I definitely reached out to some of our elderly patients just to call them and see how they were doing just because I was so used to either seeing them or hearing from them much more often than when we were hearing from them during the early stages of the pandemic. And, um, you know, what was really heartfelt was that their concern for us, knowing that we were having to come out and work um, out in the public, you know, they really showed a lot of compassion for us and wanting to always check up on us and seeing how we were. So uh, we definitely did a lot of, um, I think, we, you know, health checks or just kind of calling them to see how they were doing. Um, it, it was a really great feeling to know that our patients thought about us and as we thought about them as well and really keeping that connection alive and making sure they were okay. That's great. That's great. So, um, you know, during this time, I know that some of the schools either halted or reduced their sending of students over. Did that occur with you guys too? Yeah, right in the beginning of the pandemic, um, I actually had two students. And so um, although the schools that we worked with, Western U specifically, gave the students a choice whether they would stay or not, um, our students did decide to um, stay at home just because they had elder, they were living with their elderly parents. And then I think when some things kind of normalized a little bit, I did have a, a student come in and uh, rotate with us. So it really has been an open door policy with us. You know, I did talk to my students about, you know, as healthcare providers, I mean, these are the times when you do have to step up as a pharmacist, you know, without, we are essential workers and whether there's a risk of, you know, a pandemic or, you know, any other disease or whatever it may be, um, as long as we have PPE and just, you know, do, going about it the right way, um, we have to be here to serve our patients because we are an essential worker. And so we did stress that with them. And it was a really good lesson for all of us to be more mindful about our practice on a day-to-day. Um, it definitely has been for me. Um, the pandemic has just taught me a lot about how I should be practicing with or with the pandemic, making sure that I'm, you know, protecting patients if I'm sick or, you know, having a cold, um, just because we're in such close contact with and so many different people throughout the day. Uh, so it's uh, definitely something that I've I've learned a lot from. Yeah, no, I mean, like, I'm sure the students, like, they, they experience, this is like a, a very unique experience for them because they are seeing, like, signs kind of unfold in real time and how healthcare changes in real time. So uh, I guess like for you, when you had these students come in, you did mention that, you know, you talked about the, the idea of the essential worker. 
What kind of other things did you learn from the COVID pandemic that you wanted to impart or maybe you have imparted on the students that you had? I think always being prepared. I've always been really into disaster preparedness. And so, you know, always thinking ahead and kind of making sure that you're, you know, as pharmacists, we are always, our part of our job is to stay up to date with the newest drugs. And, you know, the pandemic was something that we should have all been aware of. Um, it was such a health crisis over in China way before it became an issue here in the United States. And I think that's a really big, important lesson for all healthcare providers that we should be aware of what's happening, you know, health-wise and the health crises around the world, because eventually it can affect us here in the States, whether or not it's how we practice, drug shortages. And that was definitely something that I stressed that, you know, not only is it new drugs that we have to be aware of, but just uh, health news as well, uh, globally, that we should be absorbing that and making sure that we all stay up to date being aware of your surroundings. Mm-hmm. So, you know, just going back on the whole um, the whole process that you went through in terms of like changing your practice for uh, during the COVID pandemic, I know that because you are an owner or co-owner of a independent practice, you actually have a lot of control about like what you can do. I don't know if you've had any experience of like some of your colleagues that may not be independent pharmacy owners, but they may work at other pharmacies. How have you seen that practice kind of differ? Well, I would say, I mean, with protective barriers, um, our, my, some of my colleagues were really kind of almost naked out there, uh, practicing. Um, it was really unfortunate to hear some of them had to use like shower curtains and shell out their own money, which even though it's not really about the dollar amount, but having to do things that for their pharmacy, like for them to protect their own staff. It was just disheartening to not see a lot of support they had from their the bigger corporations at the the beginning of it. I mean, I feel like I'm like a small little little guy, you know, and I was able to get the proper equipment for my staff for us to for them to feel protected and for to protect our patients as well. And it was just a little disheartening to hear how my colleagues were being uh treated out out there in other in other uh, large chain pharmacies. Yeah, I mean that you bring up an interesting point and I I think like um it's it it relates to, you know, like the whole time it takes for decisions to be made and uh, of course like it needs there needs to be some kind of process in order to protect the employees that are essential workers to this whole um, situation. And I think like it's a really it's really good because you are smaller that you can actually enact these changes really quickly. Because you said earlier, it sounded like you were doing many, many changes during the time that the pandemic was happening because there were many, there was a lot of new information happening, right? Yeah, definitely. I mean, it was, you know, every four days or every week, something was changing. And, you know, our patients that were coming, it's like, oh, you guys changed it again. Oh, you changed it again. I mean, we've had to go through some drastic changes in the store in terms of, you know, closing off the amount of space or front end that patients are um, uh, have access to. Um, we even try to create our own online store to see if, you know, that would help patients, you know, instead of coming into the pharmacy, they could just purchase um, items online or our stock and we would deliver it to them. So we were definitely trying to incorporate as many different and helpful things for our patients as much as possible, just so that they knew that we were there for them. But there's just definite challenges on our side as well. Uh, business has slowed dramatically 
and um, you know we're thankful for some different loans that the government has provided um, to keep our staff employed. And, you know, the, the, I think the message for my staff and for myself was we weren't really quarantining for ourselves. I mean, whether or not whatever we know about COVID, we know that, you know, the age group that I am in and my staff are in because we're relatively young, you know, if we do get COVID, our risk of adverse reaction to it is going to be much, much smaller than our patients who are much elderly. So our goal or the the theme that we kind of held on to during since the beginning of this pandemic is that we quarantine not for ourselves, but for our, our patients and for our own family members. So um, my staff and I have been really proud of them. We've really kept it under wraps and just kept, you know, socially distanced and definitely quarantining at home. So I have like one more question I wanted to ask you, and it's... um. It's probably more related to your personal experience going through this. Uh, what have you learned uh, from the whole pandemic uh, through running the, the pharmacy over at Quinn's uh, that you feel is very important that you want to impart on other uh, pharmacy owners that are also probably facing some, some similar challenges to you? I mean, I know that a lot of independent pharmacy owners know this, but we play a huge huge part in the lives of our our patients, uh, specifically for the elderly. I've heard many times over and over again from patients like how much they consider us as their family. And, you know, that's really been the only bright spot that has kept me, um, kept me through, you know, with all of the hardships of being a pharmacist and of all the difficulties and uh, mentally and physically, it just, that is, you know, hearing that our patients feel that we are their family and knowing that we would be there, we are there for them uh, has really kept me going. And I just think that if we all hold on to knowing that patients really greatly appreciate the work that we've done and that we do do on a daily basis. I know we as pharmacists, we're always trying to act you know, be our own advocates and tell our story to, you know, those legislators and how much more we can do. But I think during these times, we should really be looking towards our patients and having them tell, you know, our story through them. Um, They're the ones that have experienced uh, and they're the ones that label our value and people should really be hearing from them what pharmacists are capable of because not, you know, no one knows us best except our, our patients. And I think pharmacists aren't doing a really good job of also highlighting what we do. And I think it's our time to to really make that known because, you know, we are essential. Um, and it was really sad in the beginning of the pandemic and I haven't really paid attention to it lately, but pharmacists were cut out on a lot of these, quote, essential workers. We weren't being labeled as part of that group and I'm not really sure why. As a profession, we should really be thinking about that. Why were we, you know, not thought of as essential? Yeah, there are some big companies that weren't letting, you know, they were doing specials for essential workers or letting them, you know, shop early in the mornings, but pharmacists were cut out of that. I think we really need to to look and see why our profession is being seen this way, even though we play a huge, huge role, especially during something like this, like the pandemic. So, yeah, I don't think there's really one uh, solution to you know, why we weren't considered essential workers. But as a profession, I think we should not 
forget that that happened and kind of really look into, you know, why why pharmacists are left out left out of the conversation. Yeah, I think the, you know, a lot of work can be done on that. Um probably sometime in the near future because this whole pandemic kind of put a shine a, kind of shine a light on that. Um but you know, just just again, like just thank you so much for being on the podcast and sharing about your thoughts and what you've been doing uh over at Quinn's to kind of go through this pandemic and provide, you know, the best patient care for our patients and also like, um, you know, uh, sharing your thoughts on advocating for the pharmacy profession. So thank you again. Yeah, thanks for having me, Tony. And I uh, definitely hope to hear from colleagues about what they've been doing as well. It's definitely a tough time for everyone and all the different uh, fields out there of pharmacy. We're all definitely um, experiencing different things, but the same. And just like everyone's been saying, you know, it's alone but together. So thanks for having me. 